0: Something interesting happened to the Salesforce brand uh, just uh, in the in the last few days, and uh, I'm gonna share in the show notes a uh, link to to my newsletter issue where I explained it and uh, you're gonna see the spike in search traffic for for Salesforce uh, the Salesforce uh, brand as an introduction to what I'm going to say. But before we understand what's happening right now, let me take a quick step back, and then we take a leap forward. As the story goes, uh, and uh, there is an interesting article by TechCrunch which uh, explains that we are in the early 2000s and uh, Mark Benioff, who is the uh, co-founder of uh, Salesforce and also CEO for many years and now is back at the company, he uh, actually met uh, Steve Jobs which uh, explained to him as well that uh, he had in mind something like uh, the uh, the development of, uh, of a business uh, on top of uh, what would eventually become the App Store. In parallel, the interesting part is that uh, Benioff started to think about a way to develop Salesforce around a, a sort of a cloud software ecosystem that, at the time, was something completely, completely new and unheard uh, of. And uh, so, the thinking process was: uh, What if any developer from anywhere in the world could uh, create their own applications for for uh, and on top of uh, the Salesforce uh, platform? And uh, what if there was a store of applications that could connect and easily, uh, you know, be downloaded within the Salesforce uh, application? the salesforce platform so that it becomes an ecosystem fast forward uh, 20 years and the salesforce uh, has become also thanks to this strategy one of the most important behemoth of the uh, software as a service industry with over 180 billion in market capitalization and over 30 billion in revenues the interesting part is that of those 20 uh, of those over 30 billion in in uh, revenue actually 29 are coming from uh, from uh, uh subscriptions and 2.3 are coming from professional services now the interesting part is that over the years uh you know over the last uh five uh, five years um, Salesforce has been able to actually lower down also the its marketing cost from uh, 46 of total revenue to actually 43 by early 2023. And uh, the interesting part is that uh, this is a key element to understand the software as a service business. Indeed, if you're not aware of uh, software as a service businesses work, those businesses do enjoy in most cases very, very fat uh, gross margins, meaning that they enjoy uh, very good gross margins. But in reality, most of the expenses are not recorded at uh, operational level. So as a cost of sale, but in reality, those are recorded at uh, more at uh, down the line, again, more like uh, at the uh, people operational level, where uh, those companies have to invest massive massive amount of money into marketing efforts to actually create a sustainable mode to actually differentiate the, the, the software as a service company. In fact, over the years, I looked at hundreds of balance sheets for many software companies and a common pattern that uh, I've seen is actually the fact that even though the cost of the shipping an additional piece of software is actually quite low, and in many cases probably even zero, to an additional potential customer, in reality uh, the marketing and sales expenses related to that are substantial and they can, can eat up the whole profits for the company. This we can call a sort of a software paradox, meaning that while it takes very little. Uh, as a cost to actually serve a software to any additional user, in reality to acquire, maintain and make sure that the user turns into a long-term profit for the company uh, is a a different different story. And uh, uh, the interesting part is that uh, many software as a service companies slowly die. This is well known and documented in the software world and it's called the slow SaaS ramp of debt, meaning that uh, when your uh, LTV or lifetime value is much higher than your... uh, is actually uh, is uh, is uh, much higher than your uh, customer acquisition cost. You are in uh, in uh, in a good uh, in a good position, but otherwise, in all the other cases, it means that uh, you are suffering from a leaky bucket syndrome, meaning that uh, you're losing uh, customers and you're churning them faster than you actually bring them in. And this is a common issue for many startups in the software space. Now, going back to to, to Salesforce, Salesforce uh, seem to have actually figured uh, out on how to avoid that. Of course. I explained already the, uh, the marketplace strategy that uh, Salesforce has applied in the early days. And of course, it also helped that uh, Salesforce was one of the fig- uh, few uh, first players to uh, play in this industry to actually become dominant and therefore associated with the SaaS industry and also the CRM industry but uh, on the other side uh, it's quite interesting to notice that uh, uh the the salesforce company offers also professional services why um especially when those services are actually uh you know running at uh, negative gross margins for instance if we look at the numbers for early 2023 uh, of the uh, professional services that the company offered, which uh, generated the 2.3 billion in revenue, in reality Salesforce reported a 200 million gross loss from those professional services. But why would you run a segment that actually cost you a lot of people and uh, actually is uh, running at uh, negative margins when instead you can just focus on the on the subscription business, which is your core one, and that's the key. The reason is quite uh, counterintuitive at first, but uh, in reality Salesforce leverages professional. Services to build, maintain, and grow its uh, subscriber base. That's why it does it. That's why it offers those services. In fact, uh, Salesforce has figured over the years that by offering those uh, those professional services, it can keep its subscriber base way more stable. So not only can boost the subscriber base, but it can also reduce the churn. So that's the logic behind it. Now. Another interesting aspect is that over the years, Salesforce uh, has acquired a bunch of interesting software companies. The latest acquisition was done in 2021 when uh, you know Salesforce acquired uh, Slack. Uh, it acquired Slack for uh, over 27 billion, actually almost 28 billions. And if you think that at the time uh, Slack uh, generated about a billion in revenues, you understand that it was a huge. Uh, Multiple even for the acquisition that was done at the time, because if you look at SaaS companies in the in the, in the reality of uh, 2023, the the multiple most probably is not going to be over a four or five x the, the revenue in in good cases scenario. So if you think about it, uh, this uh, multiple that uh, uh, Salesforce paid for Slack seems quite quite high, even if uh, Slack right now is a company that generates 1.5 billion, means that uh, meaning that since the acquisition in 2021 uh, and um, the the finalization of this acquisition by 2022, uh, say, uh, I mean, Slack has grown substantially in revenue. But even there, this uh, multiple is substantially high. Of course, it's uh, very important to point out that uh, not uh, the, the deal uh, didn't uh, go through just uh, with cash. It was a combination of uh, cash and stocks. But in reality, one way to make sense of this deal is through a strong integration. Indeed, the interesting part is that since Slack had been acquired, it had been kept mostly as as an independent product within Salesforce. Until uh, in uh, in uh, by the 20 the end of 2022 and uh, early 2023, Benioff, the co-founder of Salesforce, got back to the company to run it. Now that's the the, the interesting part here, and that's uh, you know what I anticipated a little bit in a newsletter issue uh, back in December. I explained at the time that the next AI middle layer player was going to build a sort of AI sales avatar that would replace Salesforce. And uh, I think that uh, uh, Salesforce, actually Benioff had the same kind of realization when he saw something like ChatGPT. So my theory is that, uh, of course, uh, you know, if we look at uh, Salesforce from a purely financial standpoint, the company is not doing bad. Uh, after all, uh, quite the opposite is one of the few SaaS companies over uh, outside uh, in the business world that makes a lot of sense. But if we look at it from a purely product and technological standpoint, uh, with the release of something like ChatGPT, if you are Benioff and you saw what happened, you also realize that there is a paradigm shift where you cannot compete anymore as you did before. And therefore you won't be back on track and uh, eat the market before the market eats you. And that's I think the reasoning that uh, Benioff has done uh, when uh, there, is, there has been this comeback to, to Salesforce. now. I think there are two key points to make here first of all is that Salesforce is going to be revamping its app strategy via Salesforce meaning that Salesforce has just uh, announced uh, an uh, the, the integration of AI into Slack as well uh, and uh, my theory is that uh, over time Slack is going to become uh, more and more a key element into the, the, the Salesforce uh, set uh, of tools and applications so it's, no, it's not going to be just an independent tool managed within Salesforce it's going to be integrated more and more because Slack is going to be a key element a key piece to actually integrate uh, the AI into potentially a Salesforce indeed after announcing uh, Slack AI, uh, Salesforce is also announced announced its own uh, sales sort of avatar AI avatar which is called uh, Einstein GPT which is going to be uh, the AI integrated into any process for Salesforce which is just an AI based CRM. So if you do understand that you understand also the kind of paradigm shift that there is right now. So uh, that's why in my opinion uh, that explains a little bit why Benioff is also back in the game. So this is no time for incremental changes anymore. This is time for paradigm shifts and when paradigm shifts uh, call then the founder gets back on track and he tries to do everything he can to actually uh, make the company as relevant as possible and that's what's happening um, in my opinion to Salesforce right now.